What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to another Saturday in the Juvie Studio. I feel like I just talked to you guys, and that's true because we just recorded another episode, but we're back for another banger. You guys, before we get into all the fun stuff that we're talking about on today's episode, fun, deep, scary stories. Could be none of that. I don't even know. Just make sure you download this episode. Leave us a five-star review. Share this uh, this episode with a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, notification bell on. What are we rocking with today? Today, before we get into what we're talking about, I wanted to talk about what we did yesterday. Some scary business, bro. Yeah. How about you walk us through your extreme caving? All right. So listen, we've talked about on this episode that we would never do spelunking. Yep. This is the closest I've ever got to spelunking. It was not spelunking, but where we are, Northern California, right? You know the Northern California gold rush, right? Yep. Where, you know, they would all come because there was a big ton of gold, whatever. So where we are, we're up in we're up in that area, Northern California, where a lot of that happens. So there's mines everywhere. Yeah. Up in the mountains, and there's this cliff jumping spot. And in this cliff jumping spot, about two years ago, I went, I don't even remember who showed it to me first, actually might have been my older brother and we went there and he's like dude there's this underwater cave and i'm like no i'm not doing an underwater cave no and let me let me like kind of paint the picture so rushing river here okay rushing river here mountain here mine shafts here yeah. that goes up in the mountain so how do you get through the wall there's these metal there's metal grates and you have to go under the water so you hold your breath you pull yourself feet first through the grates up in and then you're in this cave. So it starts as a cave, and then it goes up in the mine shaft, right? Something I will never do. You almost did it. I did not. Not almost, actually. What you said you would maybe, but it. But anyways. I didn't. So me, Christian, and Noah, two of my buddies, we get there. Josh and Ethan were there. They were watching, making sure that you know you guys approved it with the medical team, yeah. whatever. You guys have actually met Ethan, Noah, and Christian. Fact. They've all been guests on the podcast. Fact. So if you're an OG listener, you know everyone. So we get there. We climb down this kind of like rock thing, and the first part of this mission is you have to swim across this rapids. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna exaggerate. It's not that bad. I just like to make things more intense than they are. Yeah. So I just like to like you know just like make it seem scarier than it is. It's just yeah. more fun. So you kind of you jump in. Now Christian has a flashlight because when you go in this cave, you have to have a flashlight because it's literally pitch black. So we swim. Everyone makes it across the rapids. We kind of climb up this rock and we get to the entrance of the cave. And usually. You're standing on sand, and the water's, like, at your hips. But we're there, and the water's at, like, our shins. And yeah. we're like, dude, how are we going to get in here? So we look, and we're like, we're looking for the entrance, and it's all the way down here. And we're like, that's just not safe. Like, we can't go through. Yeah. So we'll enter from the end of the shaft. So we go, and we climb. Because the sand level has also risen, so it's a small yeah, gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was just, like, we... You maybe, maybe could have done it, but just, like, super dangerous. Like, just not worth it. We also couldn't feel the air pocket on the inside. So, I'm like, no. dude, you can't pull yourself through and not know how you're going to get air. Not like, worth you know, it. just not worth it. So, we climbed kind of up through these two. Like, there's, like, a – what's this called? Like, a ravine? Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. the right word. Ravine? That's the right word. So, we climb up this ravine. We go to – we find the entrance. You have to, like, kind of pull yourself through this, like, cement opening. This yeah. This is legal. This is all legal, I think. I don't know. If I don't think it would be illegal. Yeah, I don't know. It's illegal. You basically get through, and you probably go. I mean, Krish, how how far do you think down you go? Like 150 feet. Yeah. Hundred feet. 100 to 150 feet. You're climbing down through these these mine shafts, and it's literally like, like, there's not the rails for the carts. Yeah. But it's like the wooden beaming with like the cement. Yeah. You know, brick things, whatever. So we climb all the way down, and 
because I don't know what this has to do with it being a mine shaft or like anything, but it smells like sulfur in yeah. there. I don't, what is like what even is sulfur come from? Like I don't. Know. It comes from underground. Okay, so it's there's like, like in the sulfur deposits in the ground. Okay, so that there's sulfur deposits in the ground, and so we get down there, and this time it, it didn't actually smell that bad. But if you guys don't know what sulfur smells like, it smells like rotten eggs. It's gross. So it's bad, and we get all the way down, and we climb, and I climb all the way to like the entrance, and I'm like, there's just no way. So we ended up just climbing all the way in and out. What was going through your head while we were doing this? So me and Ethan were just hanging out on the water, um, just talking, hanging out, had a great time. We were expecting you guys to go up, come back down, come back up, and maybe it'd be like a 10-minute thing. Which no minutes were discussed. No, we had no idea of it. That's just kind of what we were expecting. We didn't know how far away it was. Um, me and Ethan, being the eldest, neither of us wanted to do it. We don't like enclosed spaces, yeah. super claustrophobic. Um, we just hung out, and... After about 20 minutes, we're like, hope they're okay. Like, hope everything's good. Um, 25 minutes, we're like, yeah, they're probably fine. They're probably fine. 35 minutes, we're like, maybe we should get out of the water and go back up to the rocks where our bags are, see if we can see them. Um, 45 minutes, we're like, yeah, let's get out of the water and just check on them. At this point, Ethan cuts his toe on a rock and, like, it gets super gross because there's so much sand in it. Um, so then we're like, panicking a little bit so like where are these guys we haven't seen them in so long meanwhile we're in the cave being like dude what if a bat just came out right now like <laughs> yeah. dude and we told them i was like dude i bet you the boys are just tripping right now they're yeah. thinking like something's wrong because we we should have mentioned how long yeah we you had, would be gone we, we had no we idea we should have been like yeah after an hour you guys should probably come and get us yeah i think it was probably like 45 minutes yeah. by the time we saw you again yeah um anyways sick adventure it was yeah it was just fun it's just like one of those things where it's like when you're in the, you know, you ever like do something and you're like, no one knows we're in here, right? Yeah. Now. Like how it's kind of like thrilling, you know? Yeah. What else? Have you done anything like that where you're like, wow, like no one knows. This is just so crazy. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of similar, but like in drummer in my old neighborhood, we used to go into like the drainage pipes yeah, under the neighborhood so and just hang out in there. Yes, dude. That was actually fun because we found that one in the neighborhood that had like there was a big open grate at the top and a super wide hole. And we would yeah. just hang out and there was like sunlight and everything. There was sunlight. In it. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> that was good times, you guys. Good times. Make sure you drop in the comments what's been the craziest thing, most fun thing that you guys have done this summer. We want to know. We want to read them. Yeah. All right. What are we chatting about? So, last time I brought a topic to the table, we were talking about self-destructive habits and things that the youth and us could be doing wrong. Yeah. Um, today, I wanted to talk about, on a brighter note, some of the stuff that the youth no, is actually no, excelling in. I don't want to do bright stuff. Just that's enough. Okay. Well, then let's just wrap it here. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, I think something that we need to do more with the youth is bring light to the amazing things that we're all capable of. Facts. Um, and stuff that we actually excel at more than other generations. Totally. Um, yeah. Because last time we talked about what we do in this generation that we feel like probably holds us back from reaching what we're capable of. Um, but I feel like we also need to talk about the other side. 100%. Gen Z is the first generation to be raised and brought up entirely in the digital era. Okay. So from that, we are the most, factually, the most technologi technologically savvy and advanced generation. This is true. And I think that has opened the door for a lot of people to start making a lot of money and also careers in technology more than other people have before. That is crazy to think, though, that we're the first generation to fully be raised on it. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. I know. Wow. I 
See, I like to think that I wasn't, but I'm like, dude, after like, I think the first time I ever had an iPad, I was probably like eight. Yeah. So definitely raised. And like before that, I could always watch like TV. TV, cartoons, yeah, so everything. It was always, we always had modern technology. Okay. What do you think has been the biggest benefit of growing up with technology for you? I think, I think a lot of people have used it not to be a benefit, but I think for me, it helped me learn a lot easier. Oh, 100%. I don't learn well with books or with teachers, but whenever there was an educational video, I would eat that up. Oh, yeah. Like, stuff like that, I was able to learn so much more. And, like, the amount of stuff I've learned how to do just from YouTube and stuff like that, Yeah. I think it has been the easiest generation for people to learn stuff. Well, I think it, it like, the... I think it's opened up the door for how different people learn yeah. and it's made it more accessible. Cause I know that we talked about like, I mean, wh- what grade do you remember first having a Chromebook? I, I didn't have a Chromebook until like sixth or seventh grade. Okay, yeah. It's about same with me. Like most of my middle school, I think yeah. probably junior high is when I got my first yeah. Chromebook. And I remember the switch over and I remember feeling like, Oh, this is, helps me well I th- okay this is the thing that i think is interesting i think technology has opened up the door for different types of learners to feel like they're actually learning for sure but it doesn't close the door for the traditional learners yeah exactly like what type of learner are you visual vis- i just missed visual I, I mixed visual and physical are you visual physical i don't know if there's other ones i'm definitely visual okay and like if say you're doing science i'm not you're gonna a, learn you're a lab boy oh yeah I'm not going to learn anything just from a lecture. Yeah. If someone's showing me mixing different chemicals to make an experiment, yeah. that's where I thrive. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. I, I'm 100% a physical learner. Like, I will pick up something. So this is funny. When I was learning how to spell my last name, so it's Neronia, N-O-R-O-N-A, I could not, like, this when I was, like, little, little, like, back in the yeah. late days. I couldn't, like, I could just never get, like, the letters right. So my mom taught me it was a clapping thing, N-O-R-O-N-A. And, like, that's, like, a physical yeah. movement that I could connect with spelling. And ever since then, like, all throughout uh, middle school, like, whenever we would do, like, you know, when you when they used to do spelling tests, which is just not a thing anymore. Yeah. I don't remember the last time anyone's done a spelling test. But I remember what I would do is, like, when I would do the flashcards, I would always, like, do a clapping movement. And then when I was taking the tests, I would just do it with my feet. So in that sense, I'm a physical learner of, like, if I can connect it somehow to a physical motion, I'll pick it up way faster. Oh, for sure. But it's, like, foreign to me to think that some people, that doesn't help them at all. No, I don't get it. Like, I've always had to use mnemonic. This is called mnemonic devices. Okay. Like, making syllables or, like, a song to something to remember it. Yeah. I've always had to use those. Yeah. And I think they're incredible. And I think, like, technology has just helped that. So it's, like, like, I, I feel like I even learn better, like, from someone, like, like a, a video. Because, okay, so I think this is what it is. I think, like, when you're watching a video, it's easier to consume because it's dialed in just for you. Yeah. Compared to, like, me sitting there and my teacher's 45 teaching us science. She can't, like, communicate it in a way that's consumable always sure. compared to, like, a video like Wildcrafts where yeah. it's completely dialed in for the person. The kids are learning. Yeah. Right. So I think in that sense, technology has just completely amplified, um, like, the different ways of learning, which I yeah. think is great. Like, I would have failed the 50 States quiz if I didn't have a YouTube video that made it into a song. Yep. Oh, 100%. Like. Or not being able to do the test over and over online. Yes. You know what I mean? Online practice tests greatest thing that ever happened to school it just helps so so much also 
<laughs> probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'll say it. Um, the greatest thing that ever happened to me in school was that I was doing math online and I was able to guess like the teacher's <laughs> the teacher's passwords. So I had all the answers. Uh, so that's probably the greatest part of online school for me was <laughs> online answer keys. Basically, they re-pull your diploma. <laughs> They're like, you cannot graduate. Dude. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Name drops and probably hope. I told Greg about the podcast at my graduation, bro. Did you? Yes. <laughs> Wait, was that is that Greg? Greg Bailey? Is that your teacher? Oh, no, no, no. I told Bill, not Greg. Don't worry. Greg doesn't know. I thought you had Bill. No, I had Greg. Okay, my next point. I think Gen Z is probably the most dream-based generation of any other generation. And that's not me saying that I don't think there's a very big percentage of people in Gen Z who don't follow their dreams just because they have other easier options. But I also think more than any other generation before, there's people who are so much more creative in what they want to do and have so many more options in what they want to do that they follow their dreams. I'd agree. I think Gen Z definitely has the biggest thinkers when it comes to innovation. Now, how realistic is how everyone thinks? But not realistic. But that's also nothing new. Yeah. So, yeah, I I would agree. I think, why do you think that's the case? I mean, I feel like back in the day, if your dad owned a business, that would be your business. That would be your son's business. And that's just how it went. Yeah. But I feel like now there's so much more opportunity for people to start their own businesses and start their own careers from stuff that they can find online that wasn't even a possibility in other generations. So do you think, but why do you think people are thinking bigger than ever? I just think there's more, as I said, there's just more opportunities for different types of career paths nowadays. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's definitely the most opportunities, but I think... It's. I think it's always hard to compare what hard work looks like now versus back then because yeah. it's just two different standards. Not that one is different from the other. One might be physically harder. Um, I think what's interesting is that in in the time that we're li- living in, if you're not innovating, you're going to be really competing. Yeah. So if you're willing to compete, dude, and put everything on the table, you can win. If you're also willing to innovate – you can win. Yeah. Like, there's just going to be certain things that we can't reinvent the wheel on. So, use to, like, learn to use those things to your advantage. And then also, if you're not constantly innovating, I mean, we see it with brands, dude. If Nike never innovated from what they were doing in 2010, yeah. 13 years later today, they just wouldn't be relevant. Yeah. It's like, I don't think that there's ever been something created. Or, I mean, I take that back. No, actually, I don't take that back. I think there's. I don't think there's ever been anything created that hasn't had to innovate the slightest. Oh, everything has to innovate. It has to change with the times. I th- yeah, and I think it's just it's just a competitive thing. Yeah, you just have to stay ahead of the game. And I think technology has raised more of a competitive generation. Because think about it, you're in school. The best part of school was when you do a kahoot. Oh yeah. Or something competitive with your class. And now it's just, I feel like that's something that's being ingrained into the kids nowadays in school, especially even with technology where it's like, we're raising a more competitive, more strong generation that's actually really going to fight for being the best at that in their field. I honestly think if you're willing to even be the slightest bit competitive, you will win because most people aren't even willing to be competitive. Like if you just have that dog in you just a little bit, like 1% of that dog, I'm like not even the full bark, but just like. Just a little a bit of the dog, yeah. a little rough, you will win. And I think it's just because as competitive as it is, it's also 
in a way the least competitive time because there's so little people being competitive. Yeah. And that kind of sounds contradicting, but I mean it as like there's this really small group that's insanely competitive and then there's everyone else. Yeah. So it's really easy to not com- be competitive, but it's also really easy to not be successful. For you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if you're willing to compete and you're willing to put yourself on the table, you can win. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What do you think personally is something that this generation excels in more than other generations? Ah, that's a good question. Um, positively excels. Yeah. I'm assuming you're out. Um, oh, that's a good one. I think... Are we talking like as a whole? Yeah. Like something, an opportunity that Gen Z has to excel in more than other generations An before. opportunity or something they're currently excelling in? Well... Either one, like some, like an opportunity we've had as a generation now that other other generations haven't had that we're now excelling in. Okay, so currently excelling in. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, that's a good question. I think it is the easiest time to create your own lane and create a personal career based around you yeah. and what you want to create. And I think the people leveraging that, we're seeing them succeed. Yeah. Now, is everyone doing that? No, but I think as a whole, our generation has a firm grip on individuality and like what I want to create for myself. Now, is creating a personal career feasible and realistic for everyone? No. I also just don't think everyone wants that yeah. because everyone likes the idea of it, but the process is so much harder than the idea. For sure. It's not easy being your own boss if oh. you're not the type of person who has the drive. Oh, yeah. But if you are, it's so much easier. Yeah, but also I consider myself a person that has that drive, and I run into things all day long where I'm like, wow, this would just be so much easier if I had a boss. For sure. But then I'm like, I don't want a boss at all. Like, I don't want someone to tell me what to do. No. And I think what's interesting, and this is probably specific to a small group of people, but I've never, I, in my 17 years of living, I've never really worked for anyone else. Everything yeah. I've ever done, I mean, I've had people like advisors, but never like someone telling me exactly what to do. And so it's created like, it, it's created a sense of pressure where yeah. all the pressure relies on me. Because I think having a boss, and I think it's what most people want and what's realistic and what pe- most people should have. I don't think most people, I don't think we could all function as our own bosses. No. Because I don't even think it's realistic for me to p- fully do that. That's why I have to put like mentors in place and people that know it better than me. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't figure this out all on my own. For sure. Like you just, it's just not realistic. Because um, some people thrive under strong leadership. Oh, 100%. Like, and I think, I think most people thrive under strong leadership. Yeah, I think most people, I think, yeah, I think people strive under strong leadership and then some people thrive. Wait, did I say strive? That's yeah. not even a word, is it? Strive is, but it's like, strive is like, yeah. Okay, well, that's not what I meant. I think some people thrive under like firm leadership and then some people thrive being the firm leadership yeah. and I just you have to have both parties yeah. because we couldn't just have a civilization where everyone was a strong leader it would just be like yeah that, that like needs there has to be a chain of command like we can't all be alphas you know yeah, every, can't, everyone can't be us you know? everyone can't be like like not everyone's got that dog in there yeah so. seriously back to the dog <laughs> I gotta stop saying that because some people are gonna think I'm so serious and I'm yeah. so joking um, did I answer your question? yeah I think okay. so okay that was that's what I'm thinking I think that's a that's a hard question. Yeah. I think it's a good question. I mean, it's it's hard to, like, pin down what you think one generation can do because every person's different. Every well, I think it also just different. reinforces it's easy to talk about negatives and positives. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it just truly is. It's just easier to find a problem than to talk about something that's been solved. Yeah. yeah it's just weird. 
Um, <laughs> classic. Um, we haven't done a fit check in a long time. Oh, dude, I should have been warned. I wore something basic as balls. Same. Okay, let's talk about it. All right, I got the... Are we on wide so we can see the entire fit? Coca-Cola Kith Converse. Man, these have become quite the beaters, but yeah. I just can't stop wearing them, dude. They're so... They're so... Ch- like, I just... Um, you know, just a staple. a staple. A staple shoe. Uh, we got the... Carhartt scrubs. These are straight up scrubs. Nice. Like these are like I'm supposed to be in a hospital, doing helping someone with these things. Stylish scrubs. Straight up scrubs. They're like they're the they're the only pants I can wear during the summer, bro, because they're paper. So like if you've ever touched scrubs, they're like literally just like yeah. the most airy things. Uh, striped shirt, Abercrombie, I think, and this hat. I have a whole a segment. I have a whole segment about this hat. Okay. okay, it's banned. Banned. Will never be made again, and was sued. What? Yes crazy right let, yeah. me, let me give you the backstory okay so do you know what this logo is yeah what it's the um is it, it was new is it yankees wait i don't know which one's on which side actually that's new york <laughs> okay so new york yankees uh, uh yes that yeah <laughs> what is it I, i'm afraid of it being the wrong sport. no it is it is lakers <laughs> no it's dodgers yeah I, you said dodgers the first time. i know I, I was going to but then you okay. were like I, you were hyping okay <laughs> I, don't, I don't know many sports stuff all right so you got the yankees and the dodgers right so you can't put two mlb franchises on the same product especially when it's not made by the mlb yeah so the designer um oh my gosh dude i'm freaking blanking on his name oh this is embarrassing dude I don't know his name, dude. Frick. I, I do know his name. I'm just forgetting it. Okay. So he basically, he's, he's a fashion designer, and he was flying between L.A. and New York so much that he liked wearing an L.A. Dodgers hat when he was in L.A., yeah. and when he was in New York, he liked wearing a you know, Yankees hat because he likes both the franchises. So he's like, let me put him on one hat. And he had this already established brand called Holiday. That's what it says right here. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'm going to put them both on one hat. I think this was like 2018 or 2019. So he put them both on one hat. I, apparently not thinking about what could go wrong. Then he has both teams sue him. What? And the MLB sue him. Because you can't put two franchises on the same hat. How much did he get sued for? I don't know. I, all I know, like the outcome was that he could never sell the product again, and it was banned. Dang. So 2018, they made this hat. They made a bunch of different colorways. They had like the forest green with the brown, forest green with the white. They made a bunch of them. They sold out. So the thing is, is by the time that they had got ensued and like banned this hat's already sold already out. sold out so i just like having like pieces in my collection where i'm like oh first of all i know i'm not gonna walk into anyone else that's wearing this yeah. second of all it's just so cool that it'll never be made again yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it's just like one of those pieces i mean it was expensive i think it was like i got i mean i don't know the exact i don't know what hats are it was like 100 bucks but i was just like i just i like knowing that it'll never be created again yeah that's why i like like cole bennett Who's a music video producer? He has his he has like a, a line. I think it's just called Made by Cole Bennett, and he makes these pieces, and he usually only makes a hundred of them. Yeah. So and you know he'll never re-release it. So and he drops like one piece a week, and so it's just so cool. Like having it feels like having like a piece of history because you're like oh th- when in ten years from now in 2033 I'll be like oh I got that in 2023 and yeah. no, like no one else has it you know so I think that's pretty cool. That's precisely my love for childish. Right. It's like it. What's the word? It's like um. Creating, um, oh my gosh, like, like, it's like separating, like, uh, people are attracted to what, what's the, what's the thing that people are attracted to that knowing that it'll never be re-released again? What is that called? There's a really specific word for it and now I literally can't think of it. Do you know know what I'm saying? You guys drop in the comments if you know what I'm trying to Yeah, I can't think of it. Okay, just keep going. I'll think of it while you're trying to, while you're explaining the fit. 
You are? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got the Boston clogs. Uh, my favorite shoes. I wear these like every single day. Nike socks. Um, just some corduroy shorts that I made. Um, and then my childish chicken tea. Uh, their newest newest drop. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, same thing I love about childish. How many of those do they sell? Do you know? I don't know, but it sold out in seconds. Like, I was on the website. I put one of everything in the cart. I was devastated because they dropped some sick shorts and a really sick hat. Had them both in my basket. But because the wait line was so long oh, for yeah. checkout, the hat and the shorts sold out and I couldn't get them. What was I? They were what, taken out of my basket. What did I recently get? Oh, no. I was in. I, I got stuck in line for um, Stussy or Stussy. I don't know what yeah. it's called. And Converse made a shoe together. And I'm like, dude, this is going to sell it so fast. So I got in line, got them in my cart, got a pair. And I in like the the is like the line was forty five minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I waited there forty five minutes, and I'm this was so stupid. It got down like four minutes left, and I'm like, and it the fourth minute felt really really long, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna refresh. Why? It's it literally says do not refresh. It didn't page. say that. It didn't say that, dude. It literally didn't say that. And I refreshed, and it was like sold out. And I was like, well, my day is ruined. It was, I was so disappointed. Yeah, dude, I was so mad. Now when the Converse are gonna be like three hundred fifty dollars yeah. when they were selling for like eighty five. Because you know they're just the chucks. Like yeah. they, what I love about certain like brands like Converse or like Nike, when Nike drops Dunks, they always drop them at the same price, like one hundred fifty dollars, right? Yeah. And as soon as they sell out and resell, how do you feel about like resale culture? I think I used to be a hater, but I'm not anymore. No, I think I mean it's just the demand for things. Like people aren't un- unnecessarily bumping the price up it's like if people are willing to pay for well, this no. then they'll do it some people are definitely well yeah like, when you have like bots and you're buying like 50 pairs at oh once. no that's stupid and then you sell them for five times the price because somebody wants it but i think i used to be like a hater of reselling or like you know someone buying a bunch of bulk and you know reselling it but then i realized i'm like wait but if i i could never get a piece like this yeah because it, I, w- I wasn't there i didn't even know about the brand when it launched you know seriously so i think there's something cool about that of like you're just able to get a piece of something that you you know, later on in life. Can I tell one more story? Yeah. Dude, okay. So I ordered this couch. I've been wanting this couch for so long. I ordered it. The It was supposed to come on the 7th of August, and it didn't come on the 7th of August. And it was like, you know, you have the shop app yeah. where, like, it keeps you really, really updated. Yeah. So it was like, got delayed, and it was like, oh, this item's running late. It'll it'll come on the 8th. doesn't come on the 8th. Um, and I'm like, frick, dude. So I get, I get on, you know, you, first of all, you go through all the customer service bots that don't yeah. tell you anything. Nope. Finally get on with a real human. Shout out Zoe. Ruined my day, bro. Zoe just sucks so much. She or he had nothing to do with the result, but I'm like, hey, hey, this is like, you know, they're like, what do you need help with? I was like, oh, this package is supposed to come on the seventh. I think it's like, it's a couch, right? Yeah. It's like a big product, like expensive, but also just like big and like bulk. And she, he or she, I don't know what Zoe was. Was like, oh, it seems like your package has been lost. What? And I'm like, oh, okay. So when should I estimate the delivery? No, you shouldn't estimate delivery. It seems like it's just lost. And I'm like, this is so hopeless. I'm like, so what do you want me to do? She's like, well, yeah, since your item is lost, we'll just refund you. How do you lose a couch? Where where do you lose a couch? It's huge. I'm like, did it fall off the boat? Like, did it fall out of the like the FedEx van? How else do you lose it? Like, where is it right now? My couch, is, it was made. It yeah. was shipped. Last I heard, it was in San Francisco. So, between San Francisco and three and a half hours north, it just lost, they just lost the couch. So, either it got stolen, or they just messed no, no, up no. bad. Where were they stolen? Like, out of the back of the van? Yeah. I, was so I mean, it's San Francisco. I that was place so is a mad. wasteland. I was like, dude, 
Now I just have to wait a whole another month, and I'm not gonna order it from the same place. No, I have to go find another. Oh, that's probably not gonna be the same price. And no, it's it's more expensive. It's I was so mad, but I found another one that will order. But now I have to wait till the end of September. Furious. I was so mad, dude. I was like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, that ruined my day yesterday. But we're we gonna end with some jokes. Dude, that that would ruin my day too. Some Josh with jokes. We are doing Josh with jokes. Jokes with Josh. All right. This time I'm really gonna try to guess the answers. Like I'm gonna go try hard on this. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What do you call a well-balanced horse? It's gonna be something with steady. It's gonna be something with steady. Cause like, what do they call horse? Like a steed or something? <laughs> Why are you not giving me any reaction? Cause I don't want you to get it right. <laughs> it's gonna be like a steady steed or something. Stable. <laughs> Wait, a steady steed. What do they call horses? They call them something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? steed is correct, but the answer is stable. Okay, that's not funny. I guess it'll be better. <laughs> what would bears be without bees? Ears. Yes. <laughs> I got it, bro. I got it. I went so try hard on that. Man, that was awful. That was so bad. Okay, you can't guess this one because I actually want to get the punchline. Wait, I'm going to try to guess it, though. How do you make an egg roll? You push it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the GB Podcast. That was so bad, dude. No, it's so good. I was going to say, like... No, my, <laughs> I'm not going to say my guess because that's embarrassing, dude. <laughs> I already said steady steed, bro. Steady steed. This thing, this is why I think I don't like this segment because I'm like, it's so exposing. Like, what I guess could be so wrong. Yes. And just like, I could be using the wrong vocabulary. You know, whatever. Well, thank you guys so much for watching another episode of Holly Jolly Beats. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, like, after you watch Juvie, your vocabulary has to go downhill because there's so many times that I literally just don't know what I'm trying. Like, I don't know the word for it. Ole Dong. No one knows what they no one means. Knows. Um, yeah, again, for the third time, thank you so much for watching this episode of the GB Podcast. Uh, it's been an honor to have you guys here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this, this, uh, long and very kind of all over the place episode. Thanks. Um, if you have enjoyed, then please make sure to leave a comment, leave a review, hit subscribe, leave a like, do all of the stuff that we love to see. Uh, everybody, that has been a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah.